Hello and welcome to episode 86 of Feckin' Metal. I'm your host, Fergal Trainer. It's Friday, I've just been to the pub, and now I'm having a can of Guinness at home. Life is good. Before we go ahead with this episode, I would like to thank everybody who got in contact with me about the last episode I released, episode 85, which was part two of the new wave of traditional heavy metal series that I've been doing with my good friend, George Solano. On that episode, we focused on the bands Tanit, Blazing Right, and Century. And lots of people got in contact to say that they were happy to hear some new bands and that they really enjoyed the music. And in general, the episode has gone down quite well. So it bodes well for the future because I have another one of those episodes already recorded with George and it's ready to go after this one. So the next episode you'll be hearing will be the next installment in our new wave of traditional heavy metal series uh, within a series of Fekka Metal. So yeah, thanks everybody who got in touch about that one. It seems a lot of people really, really enjoyed Tanith and I personally think they were the best band out of the three we featured and it seems like they have a lot of fans out there and even some new fans now after that episode. So that was the entire point of us getting together and talking about new music. It's to introduce people to bands they may not have heard that they probably would like. So I'm glad that in a small way that we've done our job. Anyway, this episode features an interview that I did with Udo Dirkschneider. You'll know him from the band Accept. Uh, he was in Accept in the 1970s and 1980s, released several classic albums with them, disappeared for a while, went off and did his own solo career with the band UDO, came back to Accept in the 1990s, then went off and recorded some more UDO albums, and then he did a few festival dates with them in 2005. But since then, they've gone off and they found a new singer, Mark Ternillo, and they've released a string of excellent albums. But Udo, the whole time, has been continuing on persevering with the band UDO which have also released a string of really good albums in the 1980s, 90s and 2000s and this one is no exception. I've listened to this album multiple times since I heard it the first time maybe just over a week ago and it's a fucking fantastic album. Yes he's 18 studio albums deep into a career that's been going since the 1980s but these songs are powerful, they're strong, they're catchy, they're memorable as well. So Probably more than you might expect from a UDO album in 2023. But yes, there you are. And Udo himself is obviously very enthusiastic about it. And the majority of this interview focuses on the new album. Of course, when somebody comes onto a podcast, they're going to promote something and that's why they're there. And as a podcaster, as an interviewer, you know the lay of the land. You know the reason why they've come on the podcast. So I do speak to Udo a lot about this new album, Touchdown, which was released on the 25th of August, 2023. And I know he's done a shitload of interviews about this album because I listened to several of them in advance to speaking to him. And I read several of them online as well. So, you know, there's always the danger when somebody's doing a whole day of media, as Udo will explain in the interview, which you'll hear now in a few minutes, you know, he's sitting there from 1pm to 9am every single day uh, doing interviews in half hour slots. There's always the fear that you're going to get the stock interview, you're going to get the stock answers. And in fairness, as an interviewer, you tend to ask some stock questions as well. It's inevitable and it's unavoidable. But I did try to sprinkle in a few different questions that I hadn't heard anyone else ask. So I hope you enjoy them. I hope you enjoy the interview. Here's Udo fucking Dirk Schneider. Welcome Udo Dirkschneider to Feckin' Metal. It's great to have you on. I really appreciate you doing this. I know you've been a very busy man lately with the release of your recent album, Touchdown. I know you've been doing the rounds with the media and stuff, so I really appreciate you joining the podcast. Yeah, hello. Uh, no problem at all. Fantastic. How are you today? Yeah, I mean, I'm fine. Everything good. So a lot of interviews today, today until nine o'clock in the evening. So quite busy. Wow, all right. 
busy day, busy day. And you also, you've been a very busy man lately. So just having a look at what you've been up to recently, in recent years, in the 2020s alone, you've done quite a lot. Not only do you have a new UDO album out, Touchdown, which I'll get to in a couple of minutes, but you've been in a lot of stuff. You've released an album, a UDO album with the Germed Armed Forces concert band. You, re- you released yeah. a live UDO album. You released a couple yes. of EPs with Dirk Schneider and the old gang. Uh, you released another UDO album, Game Over, in 2021. In 2022, you released your own solo covers album. In 2022, you released the Legacy UDO compilation album, which featured four previously unreleased tracks. And on August 25th, 2023, last Friday, you released the latest UDO album, Touchdown. Um, I was at a, a concert a festival a few years ago in 2019, Sabaton Open Air, where you were playing. And um, I met a couple who are really big fans of yours, and they called you the Duracell Bunny of heavy metal. Would you agree with that statement? Yeah, yes. I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I'm always uh, like to do something and work on something. So, I mean, of course, it was also during the pandemic. I mean, uh, I had time enough to do a lot of things, you know. And, uh, yeah, I mean, quite busy. I like to be busy. It's better than to sit home and drink only coffee. (laughs) Fair enough. Um, How do you keep all these projects afloat at the same time? So obviously UDO is probably your main focus and you've released several UDO albums in the last few years, but you've got Dirk Schneider and the old gang. You've got live gigs as Dirk Schneider where you play only accept songs. Uh, I know it's the same band that's in UDO and stuff, but um, you've got so many different irons in the fire. Like It's like you're constantly releasing new music, new albums. How do you keep so busy? Yeah, I mean, uh, the releases, I mean, for example, The Legacy, the Best Of album, that was uh, AFM. I mean, of course, I was changing the record record company, and they said, oh, can we put out a Best Of album? I said, yeah, no problem. And uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Game Over came out, and then we uh, were touring last year with the Game Over uh, uh, album and touring. Yeah, there were also a lot of things happened, you know. I mean, our original uh, bass player, Thielen, he collapsed out to the second show in Munich. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, we had to, uh, yeah, what, what can we do? We don't want to cancel the tour. I mean, of course, after two years, no touring. Um, yeah, then we, I was calling Peter Walters and I said, well, uh, is it possible I mean, you can help us out? And he said, yes. So and then uh, I tried to make short and then in the, in the middle of um, of uh, uh, the, the South American tour, uh, Thielen wrote us an email. Uh, he doesn't want to do it anymore with UDO. Nobody knows why. I have no answer so far about this. But then, of course, we had to look for a new bass player. And Peter said, "Yes, yeah, I would love to join the mm-hmm. band." And here we go. I got the old the old uh, uh, friend back after a while. Absolutely, yeah. So you've a long history, obviously, with Peter Baltes. Um, oh yeah. How has it been playing with him again after so many years? Oh, that's good. It's my for for me. It's like he never went away. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like you know, we we know each other so well, and uh, it's a lot of fun now to to play with him on stage. And yeah, I mean, uh, it's uh, really really nice. And uh, yeah, he 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 also feels very very comfortable in the band you know i mean so everything good brilliant okay also you have your son involved as well playing with you uh, in recent years too how has that been oh yeah that's uh he's already now eight years in the band and um yeah i mean it's not like a father and something i, I would say it's more um uh, a friendship you know between father sure. and son and uh yeah i mean he's, he's doing a lot of things he's become a brilliant drummer 
I mean, I'm, let's say I'm really proud of him. And uh, yeah, I mean, I work with him together now also closer for the last two albums, Game Over and Touchdown. We wrote the lyrics together. We're working together on vocal lines, you know. So, I mean, uh, yeah, perfectly. Very good, very good. So um, the new album is called Touchdown. It was released on the 25th of August. That's just last Friday. What has the reaction been to the album since it was released? Uh, what can I say? Fantastic. I mean, unbelievable. Yeah. The people always say, what is this? You know, I mean, after all these albums, what you did, I come up with something like this. Yeah. <laughs> what can I say? I mean, um, I think we did the right thing, you know, and also for me on this album is like um, something was coming together. Of course, the, the basic of UDO. And also, you know, there was a lot of modern stuff on there. Little things here, arranging-wise, uh, also melody-wise with vocals, of course. My son is 30. I mean, of course, he has different ideas. Yeah. But I mean, you know, I mean, I, I'm always open-minded about everything, you know. It's not like uh, that I'd say, oh, no, I don't want to do that. And also, a good thing is also we don't have any ego in a band. Okay. You know, it's like everybody's working together. And also, if you have a young generation around you, like the two guitar players and the drummer, of course, they're coming up with uh, different ideas, you know. I mean, they listen to different kind of music and so on and on and on. So, but I think on this album, everything came together and I'm really happy with the result and the reaction. What I said before is fantastic. Brilliant. Okay. So the opening track on the new album is uh, Isolation Man. I mean, it's not too uh, difficult to work out what this might be about. So when you say you were sitting at home drinking coffee, are you the Isolation Man in this song? Uh, in a way, yes. I mean, you know, you couldn't go for a long time. You didn't see your family. You see, don't see any friends. You did what, uh, not possible to go to a restaurant and so on and on and on. And I mean, it was really, you feel like isolation, you know, like an isolation man, you know, you're sitting home and like, uh, hello, what is going on? You know? Yeah. So, I mean, it's uh, in a way, a true story. Sure. And I noticed you have the radio news clip about COVID at the end. Was that something from an actual news broadcast or did you record that for the album? No, no, no. This is from a news broadcast. Some okay. our, our producer did this. You know, I don't know where he found this. <laughs> okay, no, no. It's a nice little kind of timestamp of like now that we're outside of the coronavirus. It's a nice stamp to put on it. Maybe you were isolation man, but you're not anymore. Clearly, because you're back no, out touring, back no, releasing uh, albums. <laughs> thank, thank you. <laughs> I mean, uh, in a way, nearly everything is over with this uh, 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 pandemic stuff. There's, a, there's another song on here called The Flood. I'm guessing this was about the German floods of 2021, where there was 184 fatalities. So the opening two songs were kind of talking about COVID, talking about the flood. But there's a very positive message, I think, in this song, even though the lyrics are quite dark. Um, uh, there's a line that we will never give up is, is the positive message of this. Yeah, I mean, uh, that was also, I mean, uh, uh, my son uh, had was, <laughs> in fact, he had the problem with this flood, you know. I mean, we just had five, Five months ago, before the flood came, we had just a brand new studio down in the cellar of the house of my son. And then the flood came and uh, everything is gone. And yeah. then also until the living room was also underwater, you know, and then the studio was gone. And of course, it was also definitely uh, important for my son to write something about this, you know. But of course, he never give up, you know looking forward that's uh, the own uh, the, the whole thing what you can do in life look always forward don't go back you know 
Yeah, sure. Um, and I read about the studio. Very sorry to hear that, but you've obviously come through the other side now, and you're you're releasing an album and stuff like that. So, uh, positive outcome, like the kind of the positive outcome in the lyrics. The lyrics, yeah. I mean, uh, also another lyric, for example, "Fight for Your Right" is like you know our uh, guitar player Andre. He was living in in Ukraine. Mm. Uh, and then, I mean, the whole uh, stupid thing start between Russia and Ukraine. Sure. And uh, that was all to be stopped. Every, we stopped everything, you know. And then we said, okay, the most important thing is to get him out there. But, okay, then it took a while, but then in the end, they found uh, a way. He, he, he put the whole family in the car and was driving around, uh, not the main streets, but just little streets, you know. And where he 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 yeah he he was then on the way up to the Polish border, and he made it. And uh, now he's living in Germany, you know. But also when he came to Germany, I mean, it took a while before he can start working on songs and and playing guitar. Yeah. You know, it was important important to come down. So I mean, that's the whole thing. And of course, the fight for your right is also a true true thing. You know, it's about against. This stupid, stupid war. What's going on at the moment? You know. Yeah, and um, see that that had a very powerful chorus as well. It's like believe in the good cause and good will always win. So, um, yeah, it's a nice message to put in there as well, even though it's about such a serious subject matter. But I noticed as well, um, there's a a bit of classical music thrown in there. The Turkish marches from Wolfgang Mozart. Amadeus Mozart. Yeah, uh, this, this is something your old bandmate Wolf Hoffman was known for in Metal Heart. He had a bit of Tchaikovsky and Beethoven in uh, the song Metal Heart. And I was just wondering, is that like, a, is that a, a a reference to old accept songs or? What what inspired the reason to put this uh, piece of Mozart in this song? Uh, Andre has this idea already for, uh, since three or four years, but we never, <clears throat> but we never had a song where it fits, you know. But it has definitely nothing to do with any except, you know. I'm really, I want to be honest. I don't think about this, you know. I mean, like this history, it was in '85 or whatever. And now, and now, and then we had this uh, song uh, "Fight for Your Right" the idea from from Andre, and it fits in there, you know. And then we said, "Yeah, now it's the time to do it," you know. So it's not like thinking about, oh, you know, we were using something like blah blah blah. Also, run some stuff in 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 metal or no? I mean, this is like history. Okay. Um, there's another song on here called Double Dealers Club. Now, this one really caught my ear. There's great melodies in this song, an enormous chorus, but there's some lyrics in here that I'd like to read to you. It's, they all lie to you, they all cheat on you, they all take everything you own. It's like a hunger game. Yeah. The fraud goes on, greedy minds are all around. It's a Double Dealers Club. Now, this to me, immediately I was thinking, is this about like record companies back in the day? I know like Pink Floyd had songs like uh, Havoc Cigar and... Uh, other bands like Black Sabbath had songs about record companies and stuff like, or is it about something entirely different? Uh, not, not, not completely different, but it's something, you know, let's, for example, you have enough money, then some investors are coming, you know, I say, oh, okay, give me your money and I, I put money in, I don't know, a lot of things, you know, and then ah, oh, make more money out of it. Yeah. And then the, and then in, the, in the end, you say, oh, sorry, it didn't work, but they had a good time, you know, that's in a way the, the meaning of it. It can be happened in a lot of, also in a bit in music business, you know. So, um, it's, that's, that's the meaning of it, you know. Your money is gone and somebody makes a really good life of it, you know. So that's, uh, that's, uh, that's the meaning of the lyrics. Okay. Uh, just the interesting lyrics. They just jumped out at me there. But, um, yeah. so there's, there's so much different stuff on this album. Like there's really a lot of different kind of variation. Um, there's a song Forever Free and, 
the lyrics of this jumped out at me as well. It's like, live your life, be who you are. Like previously, years ago, would accept you saying, I'm a rebel. Um, do you still feel like you're a rebel? Is that what living your life, being who you are means? Is that what that is? Uh, let's say uh, I'm still also a rebel. Otherwise, I'm not doing this for, for 50 <laughs> years, maybe. And uh, uh, yeah, the meaning is, you know, uh, don't uh, listen to people, you know, they try to tell you you have to go this direction, you have to do this and this and this mm. in many ways, you know. Also record companies sometimes you try that, you know, oh, you have to do this kind of music and this blah, blah, blah. And also in, in normal life or political things and be who you are, you know. Do your own do your do your own thing and your own thinking and then believe what you are doing. And uh, that's the meaning of Forever Free. And is it a fight though? Like I know you're you're a well established artist in at, in these days, obviously. But like, do you still have to fight for what you want? Do you still have to fight for your vision, or does the record company now let you do what you want because you're established? They let me do what I want. Okay. <laughs> believe, believe. <laughs> <laughs> this is over. The times are over with demo stuff and all that stuff. No, no, no. Okay. No. <laughs> but you still feel like a rebel, or you still feel like you are? Do you stand out? You're not. You're not like the norm. No, I mean, of course. I mean, uh, you know, this is anyway a crazy business still, you know. I mean, uh, it's like, um, yeah, of course, you have to be a rebel to do all these things, you know. Sometimes there are really, I would say, bullshits coming up to you, you know. And then it's like, uh, okay, you have to fight for something, you know. And then say, hey, come on, don't, I don't need all this, this uh, bullshit what you're talking about, you know. It's like, uh, I know my way and I'm... I'm a rebel, you know, it's like, hey, I do what I want. Okay, very good. Look, I'm not going to go through every song on the album, but there was another one that stood out to me. It's Sad Man's Show. Um, <laughs> you say here, uh, Two-Faced Circus Clown, Sad Man's Show, hanging on the line, wasting all your time, dirty scumbag, scheming behind your back, playing dirty tricks, couldn't write a hit for life. Now, look, I know you said you don't think about Accept and all that, and you're promoting your own album, but I know you and Wolf Hoffman have had your differences over the years in the press, and when you say playing Dirty Tricks couldn't write a hit, I had to think, is this possibly about Wolf Hoffman? No comment. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the answer. <laughs> no comment, okay. We had those three songs in a row, Punchline, Sad Man's Show, The Betrayer, and I just my mind started to run away with me, but I'll take your comment, no comment. Um, okay, and then there's the final song on the album, uh, it's called Living Hell. I've written here, not since 22 Acacia Avenue, I heard such a catchy heavy metal song about a prostitute. Um, where did the inspiration for this come from? Yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, you know, I, I, I was not living there, but I was many, many times in Hamburg, you know, and you see a lot of prostitutes. And also we had a rehearsal room. We have to go through the, our rehearsal room. There was a prostitute area, you know. And really, we were talking to all this this woman, you know. And they said, they said um, "Yeah, I mean, we have to we have to do this. I mean, for for living, but in in real, we don't want to do this, you know. But they have to do it for money. Maybe they have kids at home, or whatever. And they try. They would love to go out of this, but they cannot. And that's the the story of the song." Yeah, and like as I said, it's a catchy song, it's a catchy chorus, but it's a dark subject matter. So, but you have a lot going on in this album. Um, there's a lot of different topics touched on, as you said, like the war in Ukraine. You've got the coronavirus pandemic. You've got uh, things that have a no comment response, and you've got uh, like covering like the life, the days of a, of a prostitute. Uh, but the final track is the title track on the album, Touchdown. There's a huge American football team going on now. I've read that you're not a huge sports fan. So, how did this come about? Um, and why did you? team the album after American football? 
Uh, I mean, that was like uh, we didn't have any title for this album. I mean, this is not not normal. It was also not normal. But then we were sitting uh, in Brazil at the airport and in a sports bar, and there was American football going on. And then you hear always like a touchdown, touchdown, and then we said, "Wow, this is the title for the album," you know. And then of course, a touchdown uh, or the American football is also like a, 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 a team work. It's power, you know. It's really they want to make it uh, and and make some points. And 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 touchdown means also like we are landed with our music with this album, your know, music wise. So you can see it like as an American football, but you can see it also like this. But we are not crazy American football uh, fans, you know. Sure. I mean, Europe, uh, I think, is more into soccer. <laughs> so yeah, um, but uh, I'm not I'm not particularly into soccer, but yeah, Europe definitely is into soccer, all right, and South America, I'd say. Yeah, and South America as well. But I mean, now it's in in. in I know that especially in Germany, uh, the American football, you know, it's getting more and more popular. I mean, now we have a main TV station. They broadcasted the, all the, the, the games, you know, very interesting. But mm. I mean, of course, and then in the end, when we had this uh, title, Touchdown and American football, of course, we said, okay, now we want to do something different also like for a photo session, you know, not like in leather and chains. <laughs> and we said, okay, we, now we put this uh, football uh, uh, clothes on. Yeah. And yeah, and also the cover, you know, it's like the football, okay, made it a little bit more metal, metal uh, looking. But, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, um, Something different, and sometimes it's good to surprise people, you know, and say, oh, what is this? Sure. And was that a violin I heard at towards the end of that song? Or was that a, like a synthesizer that was sounding like a violin? Because it, it fits really nicely in the song. No, that's a real love violin. Yeah. I mean, we had, we had it with some guy uh, uh, from uh, the Symphonic Orchestra from Hamburg, you know. Yeah. And he's doing a lot of, lot of stuff for rock, rock bands. And uh, so... But the violin was also an accident in a way. I mean, uh, the the the, Dumas, the 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 other guitar player, he he was working on the song in a dressing room, you know. And then the, the support band start playing, and then he was just in the middle of the solo. And then he said, "Oh, I don't have to, don't forget the notes." And he was doing that by keyboard with a violin mm. sound, you know. And then when we get and then we get the demo, then we said, "No." Oh, this sound is very interesting. We yeah. keep that. We we keep we keep we keep yeah. that. You know. So and uh, and here we are. We have the violin in the song. Brilliant. Yeah, it really finishes off the album on a nice note. Um, so that's like that. That was a great listen. I really enjoyed the album. Um, I noticed though, like the Touchdown was the second single you released, and I wanted to ask you: in the digital age, we've been in it now for probably ten or more years. How important is it still to release singles in advance of an album? I know you had one out in June, and then you had Touchdown out in July, and then the album out in August. So is that still important to do? I think it. Yeah, in a way, it's 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 it's. I think still important, you know, to do this, to put this on YouTube and uh, on, on other uh, social medias. I mean that the people get an, an appetizing for for the for the album, you know. It's it's in a way a promotion thing, and I think that's also very important. And also the uh, record companies they also see it like this, you know. And that's uh, yeah. I mean, why not? Okay, so like di digital is one side of it. Obviously, final sales across the board have increased over the last 10 or so years. And I notice all of the UDO albums and your other releases as well are, are getting released on vinyl, whereas in, let's say, the early 2000s or the 1990s, that wasn't possibly the case. Have you noticed an increase in physical album sales since the resurgence of vinyl? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, okay, the physical thing uh, are still very important in in in, in metal, mm. and uh, now I mean it's a huge revival on 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 vinyl. You know, I mean, unbelievable. Mm. I mean, we are selling this. We are really selling a lot of vinyls. Mm. You know, from of, of UDO, and now the the whole back catalog will come up again with vinyl. You know, people asking for this. So I mean, it's a good thing. I like vinyl anyway more than the normal CD, you know, yeah. and uh, yeah, I mean, it's good to see. And uh, I heard another story that uh, the cassettes are coming back. Yes. Yeah. And uh, this is uh, unbelievable. Okay, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> but, you know, I, I think um, I think that might have been started by smaller bands where they find it easier to produce and sell a, a cassette at a gig. And I noticed this a few years ago, and then I started seeing the big name bands like Iron Maiden reissuing Number of the Beast on cassette. And then all of a sudden, everybody's doing cassettes again. So I think personally, I think CDs are going to be next. There's going to be a CD resurgence now because cassette and vinyl have had their day. So it has to be CDs next. Yeah, I mean, we will see what's happened to CD. I mean, also in our uh, uh, our kind of music, the metal stuff, it's like uh, getting more and more downloads, you know. Yeah. And the big fight is at the moment business-wise. I know that, I mean, the musicians don't get that much money from downloading, mm. you know. This is like a, a thing at the moment. Uh, I know, you know, the, the, the gamer for, for uh, publishing stuff like that and they're fighting like hell, mm -hmm. you know, that the musician's getting more percentage of it, you know. If you have a song on Spotify, I mean, just uh, not nearly nothing what sure. you get, you know, and this is unfair. Absolutely. And look, I know you have a day of interviews coming up, but there was one other thing oh, I wanted yeah. to talk about. Uh, your solo album, My Way, which was a covers album, you did covers of many different bands, you did uh, Motorhead, Judas Priest, various other things. Uh, but you did a song by the artist Frankie Miller uh, called Jealousy, which I think is actually the standout song on the album, especially your vocal. And I read a lot of reviews of the album and I noticed none of them mentioned this song specifically. So firstly, I wanted to ask you, Frankie Miller is kind of an obscure artist. How did you come by this song, Jealousy? And why did, why did you decide to cover it? Oh, I heard it uh, many times on the radio, you know, and then uh, all, all the songs that I did on this on this uh, cover album, I mean, it's like uh, the, they're the songs what I really like as a person, you know. It was not so they are not songs they inspired me, but that was my own favorite songs, you know. I said yes, and if I do something like that, then I wanna uh, yeah do these songs, and I mean I really liked the, the song Jealousy, you know. I mean I did it also on my or let's say the whole thing the, the album is like I put my own character on this yes. you know and then that's that i think that that was the most important thing and uh, for me and i think it went out very well especially i really love the song jealousy sure. you know this is like something i don't know there's a nice atmosphere in there and also the lyrics and yeah i'm i'm really happy with everything as a creative person who's obviously essentially competing with other bands for slots and festivals and whatever do, have you had feelings of professional jealousy over the years Oh, yeah, in a way. <laughs> what, like, could you elaborate a bit or? Yeah, we would see. <laughs> but like, is there any examples like, or, or do you just like, would you feel jealous of other artists at, at any given time? I'm just wondering why you chose to cover this particular song. Uh, jealousy, yeah. Uh, no, I mean, it's like, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's like, uh, don't have to be jealous, you know, about some, some things. Uh, and it's it's in my blood, in my veins, you know, and uh, the the music, and this is like, yeah, 
that fits for me perfectly together with Mattel. Okay, well, look, um, you've got a lot of gigs coming up. I know you're playing the Keep It True Festival in Germany, the Keep It True Rising yes. Festival in October. Yes. I'd be going to that. I'm surprised you've never played that before, actually, because it's in Germany. But that this is your first appearance at that. And then you've got other festivals and gigs coming up as well. You're playing plenty of gigs in Germany as well. So uh, it's going to be Dirk Schneider you're playing with or under the banner of in Germany. So how do you decide to choose whether it's Dirk Schneider or UDO that plays a festival? Or does, is it the festival that asks you? Yeah, they ask, the festival are asking us, you know, is it possible you can come under Dirk Schneider? And we said, okay, we don't have any problems with that. And I mean, now with Peter together, it's only 50, it's already 50% on stage, you know. Yeah. No, that we don't have any problems, but we do this only uh, in the future with festivals, you okay. know. And uh, the rest will be all UDO, and, uh, but the promoters are coming up and asking us. Yeah, but I mean, we have to do more, four more uh, festivals going on. And, and, and uh, until the end of October, and then we blah, the first show is on the third of November in America. We go on American and Canada tour until the middle of December. So, and then next year, beginning of February, we start a whole European tour. You know, so look quite busy, and then a lot of stuff is coming up. Uh, I know that already, and uh, yeah, so busy man. If your track record is anything to speak from, you're obviously going to be busy over the next few months and years. Look, I want to thank you very much for doing this interview. I really appreciate it. It was great speaking to you. Best of luck with the album and the tour and all of the gigs and anything that's coming in the future. Thank you very much. Thank you much for having me. Okay, bye-bye. All right, see ya. Bye-bye. Thanks, Udo. Bye-bye. All right, so that was Udo Dirk Schneider there. I spoke to on Wednesday of this week. Uh, maybe it got a little bit awkward there towards the end. I felt it did when I asked him about professional jealousy. But anyway, um, initially it seems like he was admitting to having had jealousy in the past and then it seems like he kind of went the other way. But look, I thought the interview went well. I hope you did too. I hope you'll give this album a chance on the strength of that interview. It's called Touchdown. It's available everywhere. Uh, you can listen to it on Spotify, iTunes, whatever the hell you want. Buy it on vinyl, as we were talking about. But yeah, I definitely recommend this album. It's far better than a UDO album should be in 2023, I will say that much. Personally, I'm looking forward to seeing Udo at Keep It True Rising 3 in October of this year. Uh, he's performing under the Dirk Schneider banner, which means he'll be playing only Accept songs. But I'd be happy to see him in any capacity, to be honest. He's a fucking legend of heavy metal. I was delighted to have him on the show. And I hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed speaking to him. Anyway, that's going to do it for this episode of Feckin' Metal. The next time you hear me, I'll be back with George Solano. We'll be talking about the new wave of traditional heavy metal. So, episode 86 in the bag. I've been your host, Fergal Trainer, and I will see you next time. By the way, I'm just going to play you out on a clip of the song Jealousy from Udo's solo album in 2022 because I think it's fucking fantastic and you would have heard me talking about this song on the show so go seek that out but also go seek out Touchdown which is a new album but this song Jealousy is a fucking beaut and in fact go and seek out the original version sung by Frankie Miller as well available on YouTube but unfortunately not on streaming services anyway yeah okay see you next time bye bye He cuts me deep and he cuts me wide This kind of a feeling I get inside And I blame you 
but it's really me Can't rid myself of jealousy